Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great monastery mentor, the Dalai Lama, who we actually all know this time, which is surprising, <laughs> I know, uh, once said, Love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. With them, you'll constantly play the role of the kingmaker and be upset about it until a later time. Straight from the straight from the horse's mouth. So I mean, it's pretty harrowing that that he has this experience. Squeamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, well, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> well, like all of us with this product overload, he is slowly going crazy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. This bit has since killed itself and then reanimated and then murdered itself. Ooh, there you go. I'm glad I, I we've He's been talking. Alive. I know we've been talking about doing some retiring of bits that we have, but I'm glad this one's uh, stuck it out. I mean, I honestly think that this should probably just go until uh, until we're not casting anymore, yeah. which is foreseeably never so y'all are just stuck with it oh i thought you were about to say the next 45 days <laughs> yeah it's like and, and on that <laughs> i'm putting in my two weeks notice this is my <laughs> retirement well we're gonna start off the top of the cast of the ladies and carnage that ensued with 45 so the game that i want to talk about was very exciting because we did my joda deck a couple weeks ago on brews and builds uh and you know we always talk about this where you do cuts in a deck commanders oh. 99 cards in the pile or 98 if you have partners Usually, you never see cuts or ads, and you, ever. And you saw all of them. Uh, I got to see two of three. One of them I did not get to play. So, um, I, I was playing against Hamburger Demon Poop, uh, of person Legend. in our um, Quarantine Battlegrounds Discord. It's free. Join it if you want. Uh, yeah. And then Patron Spencer. So, we were doing some late-night games. Turn three Joda, which is nothing crazy. Oh. That's only one turn early. Sure. Turn four Nyxbloom Ancient. Oh, wow. Seems pretty good. And then turn five, I had Trip Wooberg into Nexus of Fate, <laughs> Dread Cacodemon, which destroys all of my opponent's creatures and taps all of mine, which who cares? I yep. only had Joda out. Don't matter. And then Meosian of Knight's Reach, oh. which that's the one when you remove <laughs> oh, the divinity counter, filthy. each opponent discards their hand. Yes. And it was a three-player game. Hamburger Demon Poop immediately conceded, said, screw this, I'm done. Spencer held out, and I think it was two turns before he quit. But here's the funny thing. Is I only drew lands the rest of the game. That oh, was, that, really? Yeah, that was all I had. But it's just, you know, Cacodemon's like a 7 7. Meosian, I think, is a 5 5. Joda's a 4 3. Nyxbloom Ancient's a 7 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just beat, beat face. Right, yeah. I would have gotten there eventually. That is yeah. funny, though. Like, I wonder if, like, in a four player game, if we were playing with, like, our local group, they're like, no, screw you. Like, let's see this out. And then they finally yeah. draw into, like, a Wrath of God. And you're like, well, <laughs> here we are. Well, and the funny thing is, is, so I went ahead and looked at my next two cards. Next card was a land card after that time spiral oh. one turn i would have been able to see two of my uh recap <laughs> you but, been like, you know what i got i got a very quick joda win so i'm happy you should have been like i'm not gonna win this game until i see all i'm not gonna refuse i'm gonna refuse to kill you guys until i see all the cards that i just put in here and this may be the first um, time you talked about that deck without saying you've done joda things well, I don't know. I think three Woobergs in a turn is kind yeah, of that, Jota that is that yeah. is pretty Jota y. But usually you open it up, you're like, well, I was playing with Jota, doing Jota things, and then this happened. <laughs> well, I think to be fair, I more did Nyx Bloom Ancient things. Yeah, if gross. anything. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, I almost called you Hamburger Demon Poop. Squeamy hey, Gee. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> what games do you want to talk about? Uh, so I have one in particular, which I am a little embarrassed about because there was a, a huge misplay on my part because I just wasn't paying attention to uh, what Big Tuck was doing. Bye. Uh, Mr. Combo was there. It was myself. It was Dan. Uh, let's see. What were you playing? Gerard, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. boy. I got to uh, debut that Cathril deck, so that was kind of fun to get out there and play a couple times. Clearly, mm -hmm. uh, found some areas where it needs a little bit of help, i.e., move a little bit faster, getting crap into your graveyard. Uh, so we'll work <laughs> on that. 
but here we were, all playing along, having a good old time, building our board states. Uh, Big Tuck had a, what was that creature that you got up to like a 30-30? Lord of Extinction. That'd be our old pile, uh, Lord of yeah. Extinction. Yeah. yeah, there it is. So he had Lord of Extinction out there on the board. It was getting giant. And it, seemingly other than Mr. Combo, nobody paid attention to the Gerard. We'll just, you know, sack that. Yeah, everyone just kept ones. removing my board. Hey, hey, it's hey, a cl- hey it's a, a, Daniel. <laughs> It's a class. It's a it's a class. It's a classic move. <laughs> Mr. Combo goes in hard with the turn one winter orb, and he's immediately the target yeah, no matter what else true. happens. That's true. He did he did turn one winter orb. It was fantastic. Everybody up into a huff, but uh, yeah, Big Tuck just uh, kind of slowly built this monster up. Uh, I eventually drew into a removal on like the last turn and thought, well, I'll save it one more, no problem. Yeah, we all died. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the old, it was, the old oh, it's old Dan's fault. It's old Dan's fault. Yeah, he could have shaved the counterstall up. I had, I had, uh, yeah, I had, I had a forty-two Lord of Extinction and seven mana, so I was able to cast my commander and sack him for forty-two there. So yeah, it was. Uh, it and was I couldn't, I, I couldn't have done it without Mister Combo because he he wheeled the fortune like turn three and filled up everyone's uh, graveyards nice and big. So. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, sure it was a real did. joint. It was, it was a real joint effort. Yeah. It was a group effort, and I did nothing to help. And here we are. So that was it. That's all I got. I wanted to talk about. It was nice to, uh, I guess, lose to you, Big Tuck. Meh. Yeah, it always is. And you know what? I couldn't even be mad at Big Tuck uh, for the win because because uh, I did it by normal cool. means. No, it's just you know sometimes you're doing like your rigmarole. You're sitting there doing the annoying thing that pro players do with their cards, and I just want to strangle you. But no, you just you just hung back, played something, and you're like hi, and you didn't really swing, but it was like ooh maybe he just doesn't want the crack back and so you just kind of stayed under the radar even though you had a 40 40 out there so just under yeah. the radar for it was all 40s. up here boys it was all up here <laughs> well uh big tuck any games you want to highlight uh, i was going to highlight that one briefly so squee thanks for beating me to the punch there no um, i did get in a game with hamburger demon poop who had some connectivity issues, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Besh and then Sir Lord of Leaves. Uh, this was last night. And shockingly, there was no misplay? critical misplay at all. Wow. Believe Look it or not. You. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really that exciting of a game, to be honest with you. It was just kind of like vanilla. Um, but I didn't misplay, and I was playing my partner's deck and one uh, off of Grafted Exoskeleton, which I didn't even have to tutor for. And someone gave to me off of Mini Jace, uh, Mini Factor Fiction early in the game. So there you have it. Oh. Uh, yeah, nice nothing, people. nothing too exciting there, but uh, I was just mostly I was mostly proud that I could do the channel. I was proud that I could do the channel proud in a match with Sir Brian for the first time in my career. So that Finally, was a nice feeling. Finally. Well, well, you know, it, it's easy to beat him in games when he doesn't cheat and uh, do. Oh, yeah. and, and also when, <laughs> when, yeah, we were all we were all victims of that. We were all we all perpetrated that, and we we're all certainly at fault. <laughs> Don't worry, Brian. You can suck it. All right. Nice. Well, wrap up. Forty life and a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So, you know it, you love it, the time has come for CMD Tower's not-so-accurate set review in 21 edition. <laughs> let me so, tell you, boys, uh, let me tell you, yep, we're going to so, nail uh, everything. Once again, we're doing our set review, and we do it a little bit different than the other channels. We're not going to read all 245 effing cards. F that as our uh, brothers uh, up the north, or as they like to call us, the Toilet Bowl of Canada. You uh, <laughs> would say F that. Um, so what um, Squee McGee, Big Tuck, and myself are going to do is each just talk about a single creature, artifact, sorcery, instant, planeswalker, land, enchantment, and legendary creature that we think is kind of cool from M21. Uh, give our two cents, give our thoughts. You know, it could be a financial spec. It could be a competitive spec. Our track record sucks for both of those, so don't put a whole lot of stock in it. Uh, but, you know, why don't we just go ahead and kind of get it started off? Um, <laughs> let us first, let us first say, I think it's also funny that May, so have we just grown as people from throne because now every set that is it or is it just set like every set that comes out now where every single person like this is incredible we're not that's all like that's all like a year ago we we're like this is trash and everyone's trash yeah. for specking on it's it it's all trash <laughs> this works it won't translate to yeah, this no, is garbage it's failed <laughs> 
Well, well the, the first card I want to talk about, so we're going to start with creatures. I actually thought that this would translate into modern or standard, and I guess there's other cards out there that Forest Day Too Wong and Tyler, uh, Spike of the Group, uh, talked about, but I still think this is a great card, and I think it's going to be great for Commander, because it offers a lot of utility, because you know what? Green needed more stuff. Oh, yeah, right, gosh. So I'm going to be talking about Elder Gargaroth. Elder Gargaroth, three colorless green green creature beast. It's a mythic from M21, obviously. Mythic. It's a 6-6 six, six with a buttload of abilities. It's unreal. Vigilance Reach Trample. Pretty decent. When it attacks or blocks, which is nuts, create either a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token, gain three life, or draw a card. Squee wants one, because I can sit tight and make tokens. No, you can yeah, play, mon um, you can play I, mono green and draw so cards. There's so many put this in. Yeah, it's oh, busted. So like, especially when you think to back in the day. And someone posted this as well, where it was like, Spiritmonger also cost five and is significantly worse than this. Oh, yeah. But but at its time was incredible. Um, also, real quick before we go too far, know your place, Forest. I'm coming for you. Um, but yeah, like it's just this card. I think we've talked again. This kind of reflects on what we talked about offline or maybe on a thing where it's like it's giving green everything that it wants on a creature that's also a monster right so yeah um it's really bonkers like i think if you look the at vigilance is really really good on this thing because then you can use it to attack and block i really mm -hmm. like that yeah and it's interesting how like there's been a lot of sets recently that have um like a big green creature that could like be potentially defining for it right so um questing yep. beast was a real big thing in throne of eldraine this mm -hmm. is going to be a huge thing in m21 there's that one dinosaur that was like going crazy in uh Ixlon, so so yeah, real good card. Um, it's a beast. So all you beast tribal fans out there just gotta win, I guess. No, for yeah. sure. You know, I think the only thing that's probably irrelevant is the gain three life. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess if someone's swinging in hot at you, that one block and a save you the damage that creature is going to do. Mm -hmm. Plus, gave you gave, gave you three life. So that could be like a nine point mm -hmm. swing. Right. Well, on that, an attack. And, like end game. That's huge. If you're playing a deck that's draining you slowly or pinging everybody down, you can at least keep up with the par of doing that if you need to but it's just nice to have it it's a great utility card i mean can you imagine and having at this least they did this at least they went off attacks instead of combat damage yes if they would have gone off of yep. combat damage it would have been way better yeah right <laughs> all right sweet so very what good the first creature card you want to talk about all right so the creature card i wanted mm. to talk about is hilarious it's called pursued whale uh, five colorless, two blue, creature whale. It's a rare. Uh, when Pursuit whale. whale enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one red pirate creature token with this creature can't block, and creatures you control attack each combat if able. Spells your opponent's cast... <laughs> sorry, spells that your opponent's cast that target Pursued Whale cost three more to cast, and it's an 8-8. Eight, eight. I think this card's hilarious. It's like yeah. a blue goad card, and it just plops a little token onto your board yeah you can deal with it and get rid of it if you want to but i think this thing is great uh it's a lot of fun it's a little bit expensive at seven mana especially after looking at the last card uh the gargaroth for you know six six five, but, <laughs> right um i think this card's a lot of fun i don't yeah. think it's going to be hugely competitive but i think it will be hilarious to see plop onto the board anytime it comes out well, you swim in my piss. <laughs> yeah, I think the funny thing is Pursued Will would almost be interesting in a deck where you can like blink it, like Conjurer's oh. Closet, Draga, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Rune, and then it's just you're constantly giving them these effing red pirates that they just can't like do anything with. Oh, that'd be so it funny. populates that those pirates can't block too. It's just so petty. Like, we can't right. even chump it. Like, well, and like that's the thing too, where it's like this is the thing I don't understand is like this archetype has already existed, right? Like, there's a whole cycle of creatures that are hunted X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. like, all right, we're done with that. Now they're not being hunted anymore. Pursued. They're being pursued. Hot pursuit. <laughs> it's just odd wording, but I do like it quite a bit. Yeah, it's all a cool right. card. Well, uh, Big Tuck, what is your first Creech? Uh, I, as soon as I saw this, I pooped my pants. Uh, we're talking about the Red Mythic Dragon Terror of the Peaks. Wow. Uh, lots going on in this card. So 5-4 yeah. Flyer for 5 is already good-ish. Um, mm -hmm. Spells your opponent's cast at target costs an additional 3 life to cast. 
And then yep, most yep. importantly, whenever another creature enters the battlefield in your control, it, that card deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So Broken. there's a card, Warstorm Surge, that's an enchantment that does one more than this. And I think we've talked about it several times on the cast. I think it's overcosted for what it does, but I think this is like right in the middle of it, right? The fact that it can't attack on its own, it's going to be harder to kill or cost people life. It's a decent body that can chump and gives you that Warstorm Surge ability, like everything that you want, right? I, I don't know. I Right now it's like $13. I don't. I hope it goes down because yeah. I could pick up a couple of these bad boys. Um, I just like it. Like, dragons are cool. This is going to go great in a dragon deck. Just does everything that you want in red. Well, here's the reason why it's actually a little bit better than Warstorm Surge is because this actually states that Terror of Peaks deals damage ah. equal to the creature's power to any target. So you could actually load Terror of Peaks up with stuff. Infect. Oh. Infect people out. You could put but, you know, if you didn't mm -hmm. want to be a degenerate, you could do lifelink or, de or, de or death touch and start sniping bigger death things out. Absolutely. So, yeah, good you know, Warstorm Surge, I think it's Warstorm Surge that deals damage, and that's obviously a little harder mm -hmm. to get enchantments, those types of effects. Uh, but Terror of Peaks, you could easily throw a grafted exoskeleton on sure. there and produce, you know, do a Cranko tap, and boom, I've just infected everyone out out of nowhere. Hell yeah. That's so not cool. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. All you tour brand players can suck it. Oh, don't yeah, this card's going to be real ugly. This card's going to be real ugly in tour this, brand, so. I'm sick of this tour brand burn damage <laughs> crap, and they're just feeding it. Get used to it, baby. Oh. It's here to stay. Uh. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up creatures. Now we're going to head over to artifacts. I feel like we're all probably talking about the same one. Oh, wait, I, I got it. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go there, I got to get, can I guess? Sure. Uh, we're all excited about the reprint of Meteorite, right? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a banger. 100%. Uh, so I think you might be talking about another card, though. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, so the one I'm talking about, and I'm curious if you guys aligned with me on it, because there weren't a lot of great options. Chromatic Ori? Yeah, it's lame dunk. <laughs> it's, it's decent, but that's not what I chose. What? Chose what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't, no. Big Tuck, don't worry. He picked Manolith. You, you oh, fool. Sure. Oh, my God. It's my favorite card. It's such a good artifact. Plenty of mirror coming so in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Chromatic Ori is a command zone preview card. Uh, it's cost seven colors. <clears throat> it's a legendary artifact <laughs> mythic. And Big Tuck, why don't you read its abilities? Uh, of course. And luckily I pulled up on Strifefall because I'm not wearing my glasses tonight. Uh, I know. You may spend mana as though it's mana of any color. Tap, add five colorless. Five colorless tap. Draw a card for each color among permanents you control. Holy uh, can we say Paige Joda? Yeah, no we just kidding. talked yeah. about it. Like, oh my gosh. No, this card this card is awesome. Like I don't know. It's like it's so overcosted, right? But you're gonna play this in decks, we're gonna be able to cheat it out or do some sort yeah. of rigmarole to get it there. Um, the fact that it almost pays for itself, like, and realistically, you get the same downside from Guild of Lotus, because Guild of Lotus costs five, you pay three. This costs seven, yeah. you get five, right? With the benefit of spending mana as those any color. Um, I like this in probably almost every five color deck, to be honest. It's a it's little it's a little overhead. But the fact that you well, get your five mana and you get to draw a card for multicolor permanence, like, seems like a lot of money. Here's the like thing I'm thinking of, though. I, I know it's overcosted, but I think this is now a slam dunk in every mono red, mono white, and Boros deck. Like, you need good mana rocks, anyways. And it does have really bad card draw built into it. <laughs> and it does tap for five. So, I mean, I'm just uh, saying people constantly complain that those decks cannot do, you know, mana producing other than colorless mm -hmm. and they can't really mana ramp. Well, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't shy at putting a chromatic Ori in my uh, vehicle deck. Yeah, or my knee have deck. Yeah, I do like it in that one. Ah, uh, I the have to play test becomes it. like a non-factor in, in the monocolor decks, obviously, mm -hmm. which I think is fine. Um, I think it would be because I, I mean, like, I think it'd be fine in the right gilded lotus in a monocolor deck. Yeah, that only costs five, and five to seven is, a, in my opinion, a big difference, especially in monocolor yeah. decks. Yeah. But it's a five for three. This is seven for five. But getting to that seven, know, like it's hard to get to seven. When you're curving yeah. out like that in those color decks, especially like red and white, where you're trying to be fast, you're trying to be aggressive. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not completely opposed to it. Um, I so I, maybe, especially like the bad card draw. If it's a Boros deck, you can get two. Um, I think this might be good in like some like. I think a to your point, Mister Combo, that's not a five color deck. I would love this in my Queen Marchesa deck. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of different permanents there. Those colors stuck are, are tough on ramp. And there's like, we talked about in that episode, like a gazillion different pips, right? So sure. each aspect of this can come into play. Um, Every four color deck, I guess, probably yeah, answers this. Yeah, I would assume so, yeah. I think so too, um, so it is you know, really I may good. Actually, I may actually try this out in my Kakusho deck because late game, it's really nice to have a bunch of mana available to recur a couple times in a row. Uh, yeah. So it's it's plausible in there. I don't know if it'll work or not, but if I happen to draw one or if I get one, then yeah, I might slot it in there. See what Especially with the new uh, die rules that just happened, so. Yeah. Well, uh, Squee McGee, what is your apparently better artifact to talk about than this? Oh, this card's great. Uh, it's called Spark Hunter Masticore. Oh, I did that, that card is cool. Yeah, three colorless artifact creature Masticore. It's a rare. Uh, as an additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card, and then it has protection from planeswalkers. Uh, its two abilities are for one colorless Spark Hunter Masticore deals one damage to target planeswalker, and then for three colorless Spark Hunter Masticore gains indestructible till end of turn, and he's a three four. Um, so I like this a lot because planeswalkers are becoming more and more relevant every time a set comes out. People start throwing more <laughs> in your deck. And you don't have to swing in, so it just doesn't give them the option to block or do anything evasive to keep their Planeswalker alive. And I love that it's not a tap ability, so you can stack this up. If you have the mana, you can wipe out anything on the board almost immediately with this. And you can make them indestructible if people try to get rid of it. Um, so I thought this was a really cool card. The way they built the mechanics on this, it's it's low enough costed with, with the discard card. That kind of sucks, but uh, for what it does, I still think it's a really cool card. And I hadn't seen Wizards print anything quite like this that was really directed at Planeswalkers 100%. So I thought it was fun. Yeah, I mean, for Commander, I'm not hot on it because it is so Planeswalker-focused. Mm -hmm. I think if the the one colorless had deal one damage to any target, I'd be more I, open to I was, that. I was yeah. just going to say that. I was, I was just yeah. going to completely agree with that. It's hard, It's hard, right? Like, I do like the fact that there's now five options for Mastercore Tribal, and all of them are about <laughs> equally mediocre. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like, I really want to like this card, and Planeswalkers are becoming more prevalent. Um, the fact it has protection from Planeswalkers is cool. Um, but like, that one, if, it, could, it could just be even like... Uh, target planeswalker or player target planeswalker yeah. or creature just one more thing besides sure. just a planeswalker i think this would be like okay i'm interested mm -hmm. to play this card and try it it's a little clunky right now um the only thing that but just for commander for standard i get yes. why they printed yeah. this in a mm -hmm. standard set because standard needs planeswalker protection because they are running rampant yeah. all over arena I, told, yeah, I, the way I see this even in commander though is at very worst, if there aren't any Planeswalkers on the board, uh, you still have an indestructible option to be a great chump blocker to protect your board state and just work with it. So he's, Yeah, but he's, then you're paying three mana every time you want to block with it to make it indestructable. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's I'm, usually, I'm, usually I'm usually in your wheelhouse, uh, Mr. Mr. Squee, but I this is hard. Like, I thought about talking about this one too, but just like, it's, it's so narrow. Ah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's a hard one. I might, I might just put him in a Kiri here and there you go, yeah. and, and try and then to just, and then just, if you're playing <laughs> Planeswalkers, that's all I'm playing is this guy. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up artifacts guys. The next one we're going to go to is enchantments. I'm curious if we all aligned on this one again, uh, because we talked about how triple is apparently the new hot thing. Uh, and this card uh, is hot, hot, like hot. Triple. Sounds like it. I, I, I so, I'm on the same page with you, Mr. Combo. Yeah, am I missing, am I missing something here? Fiery Emancipation? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. oh that one. No, I'm talking Two, about something else. Three. Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about, you scumbag. <laughs> He's in your head. There's now 11 of them. You could, we talked about it. Oh, no, I'm not talking about that one either. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Fire Emancipation, like three that, colorless, red, red, red. It's a mythic uh, enchantment. And Squee, why don't you read why this thing is ridiculous? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, if a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage to a permanent or player instead. <laughs> That's really gross. So, if you do 10 damage, you have a pretty good chance if you're a couple turns into the game, you're just going to wipe somebody off the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, slam dunk at my Neheb. I may even throw this in my CED deck to be honest oh with the, yeah. basically killing people with vile smasher mm -hmm. that feels real good and then making um, it source is so powerful because it's anything yeah, Creatures, yeah. instance whatever I, there is there's some iron there's some irony here in squee how you hate torbrand but this card is going to be in every torbrand deck that's ever been printed so oh i 
I, this was the best option to pick across the board. I no. I still oh, gosh. You know it. what? The, this is going to my Rakdos deck. Rook Thar. Oh. You want to take 18? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gruel, baby, gruel. Wait, hold on. And in your Rakdos deck, wouldn't this, make, wouldn't this almost make sense in Greven? Oh, no, it absolutely Question does. Interesting. In, in my Akiri deck, would that count as command damage since it says it deals triple yes. that damage? Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but you know the thing in Greven though is it could kill me. Oh, very true. <laughs> There's always that risk. You never. Because it doesn't say opponent; yeah. it just says to permanent or player. That's a great play. Hey, you already you already play fast and loose with the life total on there. Might well, why not play fast yeah. and looser? <laughs> so looser. Right. Well, hey Tuck. Well, what enchantment did you think is better than fiery emancipation? Uh, I just forgot about it, but I thought this card. I thought this is going to be sweet, and again, it's giving power to the color that certainly needs it. Um, I want to talk about Garuk's uprising. So this card is sweet. Two colorless and yep. a green. It's an uncommon. And uh, when it enters the battlefield, if you control a creature with power four or greater, draw a card, which is on itself fine, right? Creatures mm. you control have trample. And then whenever a creature with power four or greater enters mm -hmm. the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So there's another card that I think is like Elemental Bond that is literally just like when a creature enters, enters the battlefield under your control, if it has power four or greater, draw a card. Sorry, it's three or greater, but same diff. So that card's out. This card's in. Drawing cards, <laughs> giving trample, which is like, shockingly, there's really not that much in green that's like a static effect that gives your stuff trample. There's one that I think is like one red um, that gives all your creatures, or I'm sorry, it's one green that gives all your creatures trample. So mm -hmm. like, and a lot of like big, mean green decks like my Silvala deck, this deck does like triple duty. It, it will yeah. probably draw you a card when it play, enters the battlefield. It'll give yeah. yourself trample and then it'll likely draw you more cards as you go up the power grid. So again, I am kind of getting frustrated with how much good stuff green is getting. But <laughs> as soon as I saw this, I was like, put it on the list and it's 43 yeah. cents. So I mean, this is what a slam dunk in Gearid, right? Oh uh, yeah. Um, Gearid's getting like, this. This is going to be, this actually would be pretty good in Reese because a lot of my tokens are still two twos or three threes. So when you're swinging out wide with a bunch of those it mm -hmm. helps filter with a lot of that damage through and then the draw card effect is really nice yeah it's, it's it's bonkers um, so big 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 and big it's only fan. three costed to put onto the board so it's mm -hmm. not going to kill you you can get it out early and just leave it out there i don't think people are going to destroy this just as a spot removal kind of thing maybe after they get ramped maybe after they get trampled once or twice but yeah that's not something that's like kill on site by any stretch of the imagination yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's cool. And it's an uncommon, so it's going to be pretty low-costed. You're going to see a lot of these out there. I mean, I could see this as a kill on site and in a Gearid deck. Oh, just yeah, yeah. If definitely. you are doing a true Gearid deck with doubling yeah. season and parallel lives, it's yeah. like one Rhino is actually drawing me maybe two to three mm -hmm. cards. Yeah, good point. Uh, but, again, situational. It's it's cheap. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, big fan of this I card. hope I get one. Or you can just go buy one for 40 cents. 36 cents, baby. No, I got a box. Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to get it for free or for the money I paid. Um, all right. Well, now we're going to head over to sorceries. Lots of options here. Yeah. So I don't think I aligned with you guys, I would guess. But this is a big splashy spell. Let's find out. I'm absolutely going to put in maybe every black deck I have? Question mark? Oh, my mark? God. I think we are on the same page. Oh god! Is it, an, is it another another three into pit? the yeah. abyss? Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! I got I had this one too. Yeah, <laughs> around oh, the horn wow. three for. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's a lot less exciting right now because Mr. Combo's internet sucks balls. So hit up Google Fiber. So we're all like delayed kind of. But uh, peer into the abyss. Okay, well four colorless black black black. Um, Squee, why don't you read its effect? Yeah. So target player draws cards equal to half the number of cards in their library and loses half their life. Round up each time. Woof. Hey, Big Tuck, why don't you read the flavor text? I'm glad you asked me to. So, oh, dude, be so dramatic. When your eyes bleed and your brain leaks out your ears, then we'll talk about lost sanity, which is from Braids, Dementia Summoner. So as soon as this card got spoiled, I was like, oh, we're getting a maybe the fair, playable Braids? Nope. Still horrible. So anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, this card, is, this card is absolutely bonkers. Um... I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So is the artwork, by the way. Oh, it's yeah. Like it's one, terrifying. Two, three, four, five so, versions of this dude. You know, Big Tut, you and I had this conversation in one of the past Bruise and Builds episodes around Rise of the Dark Realms. Mm -hmm. um, how, like, some decks, you kind of, like, it's in a deck and it's like, oh, it could be good. Yeah. But it may not really do a whole lot. 
I almost feel like if you are ever teetering on Rise of the Dark Realms because your deck isn't really that creature focused mm -hmm. or that it's not graveyard focused, swap that for Peer to the End. Oh, this. yeah. And it's just, it, it's two mana less, and you're probably going to kill someone when it happens. Very likely, right? Like, I mean, yeah. there's just no chance that it's going to be like. There's no chance that someone's going to have 10 cards in their life total and be at 20 life, right? Or 10 cards in their yep. library and be at 20 life. Um, also, the fact that I like this a lot, and it's going to be hard to slot it because that deck's so greedy anyways. I like this a lot in, like, decks that matter when people draw, like the Nekazars of mm -hmm. the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that sort of Nekazar. thing. Like, this is, like, just an immediate kill, right? If they have 20 cards in their yep. library, they're just dead. Um, and then, like, so... I think the other way, so I feel like this is, we're mostly viewing this as like an offensive card, right? Yep. But if there's some way that you can like prevent the damage or not have damage dealt to you. Platinum Emporium. Platinum Emporium, yes. Like we can't change. Absolutely, or like a Platinum Angel and you're just going for bust. Also, it could get you there, right? Um, there's a chance that you might only be able to draw 10 and live in some other world that doesn't exist. <laughs> but I just like the fact that like this is like this is a kill card and in like worst case scenario you draw a gazillion stuff. So it's kind of like Actually, you know what? We're all idiots. It's not a kill card. It's still a good card though. Draw you draw cards equal to half the number of cards in their library and then lose half, half their life. Oh! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But even still, that changes everything. It's yeah, still actually, that does change everything. That card sucks. Yeah, God, oh man, we all got <laughs> duped. Damn it. Well, and the funny thing is, in our Discord and our Facebook group, we all talked about it. Being everyone, a yeah, card. everyone was like, "Oh, this card is awesome! Wow, really?" Well, Loses half had, their life. We've all been had one over. <laughs> wow. Taking taking that taking that one off the buy list. But like we said, our not so accurate set review. We're, we're on yeah, par. Yeah, there you go. We nailed it. We ah, how could we be so stupid? <laughs> very upset. It's also very us, warm. Luckily. Jesus. Yikes. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, Seven mana to to mill half their life in cards. Woo. Not even yeah, really. I mean, I'll, draw. Probably it's even worse. This my, I'll, I'll probably still put this in my Aloro mm -hmm. deck because its sub theme is mill. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, I'm no longer that excited about yeah, it. That's it's a, not going in all my black decks. Well, guys, <laughs> sorceries were a bust. What do we got? That next? is a bust. Yeah, what's next? All right. Well, next thing's instance. Uh, mine's not an exciting one to talk about, but it's a much needed reprint mm -hmm. because it's very expensive right now. So we're talking about heroic intervention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This card needed it. It's 16 bucks in paper right now. It's crazy. Um, and it's literally just been creeping up since it previewed an Aether Revolt. It pre it got debuted at like $1.40, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. now it's at $16, yeah. which is just crazy. Yeah, I think I picked years, one so. up for like 13 or 14 bucks, maybe. Yeah, they're expensive. Ago. Even damaged, they're pretty pricey. And yeah. so, this is like something um, that I think it's interesting. This card is something that we would think would have been printed in like a Mystery Boosters or something instead of a Corset. So. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that they're thinking that through as well. Yeah, so colorless green instant. Permanence you control, gain hexproof and indestructible till end of turn. It's basically green's way of kind of doing Teferi's mm -hmm. protection before Teferi's protection was a thing. <laughs> so, not a whole lot to say about it. Um, it's a very exciting card. It To me, it's an auto-include in every green deck. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to beat. It. Yeah, you gotta have it. So, all right. Five well, uh, sweet. What uh, instant do you want to talk about? So I was torn between two of them. <sighs> Screw it. Um, we'll talk about it. It's discontinuity. Hey, that's uh, mine too. <laughs> three blue instant. It's a mythic. Uh, Tuck, go ahead and read off what it does. This card's bad. It's, it's not good. There's like, what other options do we have? Like, there all the source, all the instants in I mean, this are like completely blasé. Besides, like that one that you just talked about, and maybe unstantiate, but even that's not that good. So I have a selfish one in Angelic Ascension that would allow me to make a four-four white token in my restack for two, but a, myth, a, myth, that, a yeah. mythic instant that's this. So uh, as long as it's your turn, the spell costs two colorless, blue, blue, less to cast. Should put it to three, um, and then end the turn. Exile all spells abilities on the stack, including this card. Um, the day the player whose turn it is discards down the maximum hand side. Blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just like, I think it's interesting, right? Like, there's like it's days. A, it's a weird savior card. Almost. Yeah, right. Like, there's days undoing, which is pretty solid. Um, but like the thing, the thing I don't like about it, like they they tease it at instant, right? And then they're like, oh, mm -hmm. if you cast this at instant speed, you're an idiot. 
Right. right. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's what's like frustrating about it, where it's like Sundial the Infinite, um, there's Time Stop, I think, does the same thing. They're all sorceries, yeah. right? And even Time Stop is super expensive um, in terms of mana. Well, I think if they, I think if they didn't have the instant clause in there, no one would just, no one would play it. Right. Like, no point. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, uh, okay. And I, just, I mean, I guess. I, I'm sorry. I, I guess this is a really, really bad Cyclonic Rift to where if someone else is about to win, it's like, yeah, hey, six meter turns uh, over. Yeah. Well, and like, and to be fair, um, to be fair, Time Stop, which is the card I was referencing, costs six itself. So this is pretty much like mm-hmm. Time Stop with a sort of upside. But like, how many times in the wild have you ever seen Time Stop played? I think I've seen it played once. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never yeah. even heard of it. <laughs> right. Me, this it's is like a really, like a really dramatic fog. Like you're about to lose. Or if it's like, just- or if there's some sort of like weird self-sacrifice deck where like you're about to kill yourself and then you cast this end the turn, I, I, I don't know. I like I was just more bringing it up because it's the only <laughs> instant that's a that's a rare and like has something interesting with it. So enough said about yeah. that. This is gonna be this is gonna be a buck. This is gonna be a buck in a year. <laughs> oh, I think it's the buy box promo, isn't it? No, that's the uh, kitty cat dog guy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, well, uh, lackluster instance, boys. Let's head over to Planeswalkers. There are some, <laughs> there juicy, are some juicy ones here. But uh, Tuck already knows where I went. To Fairy Master of Time, baby. Figured. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, man, this card's so good. It's a slam dunk in a lot of my decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Fairy Master of Time, two colorless blue-blue, uh, legendary Planeswalker to Fairy. It's a mythic. <laughs> Comes in with three loyalty. And it does have a static ability, which, hey, I'm glad they stuck with that uh, for more of the spark. You know, it's something that I kind of figured mm-hmm. the static ability thing was just going to be a trend and go away. Oh, we're, we're staying strong a year later. Um, so this one says you may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, uh, Master of Time, on any player's turn, any time you could cast an instant, which is banana hammock. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has three abilities. Yep. Plus one, draw a card, discard a card. I'm all for that. But- yeah, great. Especially because, like, in blue, sometimes, like, you're trying to, like, dig for that answer, like, the counter spell, like, oh, God, we're about to lose. So this yeah, gives yeah. you another dig option. Minus three. Target creature you don't control phases out. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you're about to kill me with Blightsteel? Phase. Yeah, yeah not, not, any, not anymore. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then minus ten. Take two extra turns after this one. <laughs> and since you can activate the abilities whenever you want... Um, you, you can wait, yeah. basically do that in, out of turn order and then boom, come back to you. So um, obviously just on its face, it comes in with three and goes to four. Second player's five, third player's six, next player's seven, then it goes to you eight, nine, ten. So you couldn't get the two extra turns until almost the second full rotation. Mm-hmm. But still the fact that within two turns you could take two extra turns is baller. And then, oh, and man, then uh, so yeah. Squeeze got a spiky on this and and he's, he's like, oh, the cult of fairy spark on her massacre. <laughs> it's going to get you. It's going to get you. <clears throat> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't like I'm not a huge fan. I, like Teferi was always he was like kind of instrumental. So I think they're doing this like bizarre push with him, especially because like all the cards are printing of him are like insanely good, which I just don't understand from like, you know, that like there's other characters out there. So. You know, with that, well, I think Teferi's become the new Jace because if you think about it, Jace had all the powerful cards. Yeah, before. yeah, good point. Right. And and so I think a lot of people just got burnt out on Jace being amazing on everything. And so now I think it's like Teferi's taken over that mantle because I think they've decided that there always needs to be a blue mage that is just yeah, super that's out of control. Yeah, because again, yeah. like we said, blue needs the help, right? So that makes sense. Of course, yeah. Like what do we what, um, what do we need help for in blue? Oh yeah, digging for one overpowered <laughs> card I can find off the top of my deck to win. No problem. All right, well, Squee, what is your Planeswalker? Now, you know I went green with the uh, Garuk Unleashed. So, oh, nice. Uh, two colorless, two green, legendary Planeswalker. It's a mythic. Uh, for plus one, up to one target creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains trample until end of turn. That's fine. Uh, it's minus two, create a three, three green beast creature token. Then, if an opponent controls more creatures than you, put a loyalty counter on Garuk Unleashed. So I like that. So it a minus one instead of a minus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's minus seven ability, which does pass the doubling season test uh you get an emblem with at the beginning of your end step you may search your library for a creature card and put it onto the battlefield then shuffle your library seems so good in doubling season and put that emblem down yeesh that's a that's a game over right there typically but at least deck. it does say at the beginning of your end step, right so you can't cheat right. out like a crater hoof and then be able to swing right right right, right. 
yeah, I, I think this card's really cool. It only costs four mana to get on the board. Comes yeah. out with four loyalty, and it's minus two. Well, I don't know. I usually have a lot of creatures out in green, but if you're in a situation where you don't, it comes a minus one and kind of helps you out. And I've never seen that, uh, you know, where you get a loyalty counter put back onto the Planeswalker mechanic before. Well, so Garouk had that in uh, Throne of Eldraine whenever uh, yeah. a black wolf, wolf yeah, died. I think he got loyalty counters. So here's the cool thing, though. Garouk Unleash and appear in Toothy deck. It's minus two is actually a minus zero as long as someone has other oh, um, yeah, creatures yeah, yeah. than you. Yeah. Because... Peer adds an additional counter as you do the loyalty stuff. So minus two, yeah, right. you go down to two, but then if someone has one, it adds one, and then Peer adds one, so he just always nets zero and creates these three three green beasts for free, which I think is actually kind of neat. Pretty good. Don't tell Dan. Don't tell Dan. <laughs> and it is going to see Dan. a group that doesn't cost like Generous. seven, right? So yeah. it's going to yeah. see, see another one that's kind of lower on the curve there. Well, Tuck, what are you doing? She right? I uh, I intentionally uh, I intentionally segued myself because I'm talking about another planeswalker with an extremely low CMC. We're talking Barzri Ket. So colorless oh, white white one. Yeah, yeah, the new guy. I like it. So bringing in some new blood to the to the planes, if you will. So um, plus one put a one put a one one counter up to one target creature. It's indestructible until end of turn. Minus two, whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. Minus mm -hmm. six, you get an emblem at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token, then put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Um, I like this most for several reasons. Number one, I think it plays well with a lot of strategies in white. So Voltron gives you the plus one. If you need blockers, yep. it gives you the minus two. Um, if yep. you're trying to go wide, like in my um, Odric deck, right, giving him or giving any creature destructible to turn is rad. And then also being able to pump to dump out a bunch of things is cool. Um, the emblem is fine. I don't see this ever probably yeah. getting up there, right? It's yeah. not really backbreaking. It's it's okay, but again, it's a three drop. Um, I mean, it does pass the doubling season test if you're in Silencia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you're going, you know, Reese go wide. Right. And to your point, it is conversely to Garrick or Garuk or whatever. Um, it does say at the beginning of combat on your turn. So you can immediately just kind of yeah. tick up from there. Right. Um, but like, like I said, and I think he also works very well with Voltron where you can either give him the indestructible or create the creatures. I like the fact that he's very low costed, right? Comes in with three, can kind of protect themselves when sure. he comes out. Right. So I don't think it's anything that's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the best planeswalker they printed in the last five years. I just like that. He's kind of a workhorse, right? Like, Giving, giving White some more tools in the toolbox, um, giving White some new faces for Planeswalkers, because it's pretty much only been like Nahiri, sort of, Elspeth, hey, sort out. of. <laughs> she's, a, she's blue, okay? Blue and green, mostly. No, Teo, the shield dude. Oh, shoot, that's right. Who am I thinking of, Tamio? Okay, yeah, Teo's awesome. Yeah, you're thinking Tamio. I wish this was Teo. Okay, I take it back. I wish this was Teo. <laughs> turning out, turning out zero one walls. <laughs> All right, but yeah, All day but uh, I just like I thought it's cool. Like I thought it's well designed. You know, it's going to be a cheaper pickup for for planeswalkers and serves kind of a purpose. So that's what I, I got. like the low cost of planeswalkers. That's always been kind of prohibitive for me to put planeswalkers into deck as them being five, six, seven mana. So like and we, three cost is is pretty cool. And we all know that the best planeswalker only costs two red. So I mean, time has proven time has proven Go that. Yes, we do. Time has proven <laughs> that tale time and time again. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna head over to lands. Uh, I think there's only one land worth talking about. Yeah, do it. Fable Passage. Yep, there it is. Yep. I mean, I chose a different uh, one because I knew you'd pick it, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's talking about basic islands. Yeah, right. <laughs> temple, uh, temple, so Fable of, Passage temple of is actually just, it, it, here's the cool thing that I like that Wizards did is I think they recognized that this card was in high demand. Mm -hmm. It was high dollars. And I think literally they took the one from Throne of Eldraine, which literally just got done nine months ago, um, and decided to put it in this standard set. And Saffron Olive made a really good point that this card, when rotation happens, they rotate out at the same time. Oh! So it's not even extending the rotation. It's hmm. literally going to be in that same That block. is cool. So it's just purely, we heard you, it's expensive. So Fable Passage is a land. It's rare, and it says tap, sack, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, and shuffle your library. Then if you control four or more lands, untap that land. So for us commander players, this is like a better um, Terramorphic Expanse uh, because you got a little right. bit of upside. Mm -hmm. But unlike mm -hmm. Terramorphic Expanse, bef when this before it got announced, it was almost $20. 
Now wow. it's down to 11, and I assume once it gets printed, it'll probably drop to maybe eight. Yeah, I'm bit, seeing, seven. I've been seeing like pre-order prices for like six-ish and change, like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's good. <clears throat> I don't think it'll eclipse the 10 for long. Hopefully uh, not. It's 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 more of a mid game like usually those really expensive ones it has to be able to do that in the first turn or two and this doesn't right. have that option really like so. this like this well here's the thing though from from a pricing perspective though commander is going to have no bearing on this True. because this is played in standard this is played in um god what's the new one that i we clearly don't historic yeah, no, not historic. The one that's in between Pioneer, standard and modern. Pioneer. This is probably played in Pioneer right. since the fetch lands are banned. So all the competitive ones, they all want four ofs. Oh, look at that! Card Kingdom has them for four bucks. Whoa! Uh, looks like Mr. Combo might be making an order. <laughs> well, it does say quantity zero. So <laughs> someone beat me to the punch, bastards. But uh, yeah, no. That, I I hope we continue to see stuff like this where they strategically print these more expensive lands. And it's not going to impact the 60 card formats, but it's just kind of helping everyone out from a quantity. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, we're on. We're at it. We're at Legends. Wait, Squeeze got got his. We're just going to skip over that land. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You didn't go with the herd. What effing (laughs) land do you want to talk about? The herd's actually a really uh, good segue for that. Uh, So I'm talking about Animal Sanctuary, the cutest land that's ever come out on the planet. I hate hate this card. I hate everything it stands for. (laughs) I hate the artwork. It's a nightmare. Oh, it's great. There's cats and goats and everybody just on a mountain with green streams. It's really peaceful looking. Uh, So it taps to add a colorless (sighs) and then for two tap, the most specific land possible in the game put a 1-1 counter on target bird cat dog goat ox or snake why not uh what really sold me on it though is the flavor text no owners allowed written by sanctuary sign so <laughs> well known well known anyway. poet sanctuary sign Hippie! Believe, i can't believe they made this card a rare and i'll leave it at that we don't have to talk about it's an it absolute insult well i did there is an interesting little piece of trivia with it the artist that did that art uh it's actually her cats i believe mm-hmm. his or her cats oh, sweet can't remember who it is but actually they <laughs> that's who they modeled it after so initially though i saw the post is oh i did the art for this and i posed my animals yeah, for yeah, it yeah. and then i looked at the art and i was like wait you have an ox right. and, like, yeah, some birds and a cat and snakes like who are Just you living, up, living on a no. living on a forest preserve um, I love it. At least, at least Griffin right. Sanctuary or Griffin Canyon gives you the GD dignito- dignity of untapping the Griffin. This doesn't even do that. <laughs> like, imagine how good this is going to be in Dog Tribal. Oh yeah, how good? Uh, you mean Cat Dog Tribal? Cat Dog uh, cat Tribal. Dog, snake Goat Ox Snake. Yeah. All right. So Arf. Legends. I went with a card that I'm real excited for. Is it? Black? Um, I. Th- no, it's red. Okay. I think it's a card that you can figure out how to break, potentially. Dragon Gadrak, the Crown Scourge. I this card is incredible. <laughs> Two colorless red, legendary creature dragon. It's a rare. It's a 5-4 flyer. So three mana for a 5-4 flyer. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Gadrak, the Crown Scourge, can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts. Okay, so it has a attack restriction, but it can still block for days. Yeah. At the beginning of your instep, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. Um, I mean, that's all your artifacts right there. So here, here's the thing, though. There's a red enchantment called Pyrohemia. I was just gonna say, yeah, this goes bonkers uh, with Pyrohemia. And this, you can literally just wipe out everyone's one ones. And sure, if tokens, you don't get anything, but the non-tokens makes you a treasure yeah. that pays in a Pyrohemia. You basically control the board state. Or, and you can even do it with the new Empa- Emancipation card with the triple damage. Because uh-huh. Pyrohemia now is going to deal three, and that doesn't even touch Gadrick because he's a 5-4. Right. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just going to come out here and say it. Whoever allowed this to be a three-mana costed commander is asinine. Uh, it's silly. I know I know how much we've all enjoyed talking about this. This card probably would have been real good in Tiny Leaders. <laughs> Best format that no one ever played, except for me. Yeah, this this card is way too undercosted for what it is. Yeah, it's, it's really opinion. good. I like the design of it, right? Like, uh, red has this like bizarro artifact hate and love sub theme. So again, a three yeah. a three color commander that gets in the red zone. Or I'm sorry, a three drop commander that gets in the red zone for five. Like, what's not to like? <laughs> Yeah, and you can pair it with some fun cards. Like, I have a lot of zero-drop artifacts mm-hmm. that I have around the house that you could just have those in there as some utility to get them up and running real quick. 
Um, yeah, this is real good. And then even outside of that, you can run them in the 99 of cards like uh, Ilhard yeah, yeah, yeah. or the new Porphyros. So he comes in tapped and attacking, and then you're bash and face, and then something probably died, right. and then you're getting the token, and he goes back to hand, and you just keep doing this rigmarole. Yeah, it's good. God, it's yeah, so it's good. real good. It's real good. All right, Squee. What are you oh, talking wait, about? Last thing. I just realized this. Oh. Is this card really good in Marchesa? Because all my stuff's yes. dying all the time and then coming back to the battlefield. Uh-huh. You're going to have lots <laughs> yeah. of treasures. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, now the only thing is it does say the beginning of your instep, so it's not something that you can abuse during everyone's turn. But I still think it's an amazing card. Yeah, and the treasures, yeah, you get all the mana out of it. Yeah, it's really It's going on the worst! <laughs> Alright, so um, I'm also talking about a three-costed commander that I think is really, really good. Uh, so I'm talking Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Oh, uh, Vampire Cleric. Ew. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And then for three colorless, two black creatures you control gain life link until end of turn. He's a 1-3. I think this could be model a him after the Ghostbusters 2 villain? Kind of looks Vito. like it, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's even in a church and like, it's, yeah. I think they may have, but... There's a this card has a lot of potential to be pretty gross, especially if you can give your creatures lifelink with him, but I know there's other ways to go about and do that. But yeah, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. If you're playing any sort of deck that runs white in it, you can throw him in there in the night. Oh my god! You can use him as Guys, a commander. It, it's a one power! This is going in Shirai! Oh, I got all those little bastards <laughs> that come in and just make you lose a life and I gain a life. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. also, they have the goal to give this a vampire type, so this is gonna go in every Edgar Morkov deck that's ever existed, which already have yeah. like a sub theme of gaining life. So super yuck there. I don't like this card. I don't like it when it was printed, and I sure, I sure is <laughs> bleep this s don't don't like it now. So oh, yeah. do you just not like it because it's really good, or you just don't like it because it's a bad card? I just don't like it. I don't like anything about it. I don't like the artwork because it's, it's really. I don't good. like. The, I like nothing I about it. I don't it. like the. I don't like the throwback to Alendra. Ironically, now a card that's a real deal. So that's kind of weird how that yeah. worked out. Uh, I don't like the ability. I don't like the cost. I don't like its face. Just don't like it. Just don't Do you like, like it. Flavor text? No. Yeah, I don't even like that. Text? No. I didn't read the flavor the text. Flavor I don't like it either. It says, uh, "Through the blood of the wicked, we shall be redeemed." Let us pray. It might well, as well to say. Might as well to say. Pray for the wicked. Actually, do like. Uh, they finally. Well, we talked a lot about green and black and blue because they need the help. But they finally printed a white card that's worth a damn. Manger the diplomat. Three colorless and a white for a legendary creature, human cleric. Two four lifelink. When an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures that are attacking you or planeswalker you control, draw a card. Whenever an opponent casts a second spell each turn, draw a card. Finally, that's good. A reasonable. Even though it's a creature, reasonably costed <laughs> thing that draws your cards consistently in white. I love this card. I like the fact that it's a callback to a previous thing, which led me down a rabbit hole. That Mangara, Mangara, um, by the guy uh, who so he just got reprinted. Uh, anyways, he got like put into a marble prison back in the day, and then he came back and put that guy into the marble prison. Um, all during Mirage Block. So, anyways, uh, you are quite the Vorthos nerd. I, you know what? I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just saw this card. Well, I pretty. like this Mangara more than the other Mangara, yes. which has that broken thing where you can exile stuff and blink her, and it doesn't, yeah. you know, actually exile. So, hey, it's a fair white card. Um, I mean, I wouldn't build a deck around it. Oh, no, 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 this goes no, 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 this goes. Well, it's just like, why did they make it a mythic? Like, that's a waste of a mythic Yeah, it kind of is, but they're like, hey, here's, hey, guys. Because they made a good white card. No, yeah, they're like, hey, here's 16 great blue cards across the thing. Here's 16 great green cards, and here's your one great white card coming in a mythic, so you guarantee you won't crack it in a pack. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a cool card. Hopefully, they'll continue to make like three to seven of these per set so we can catch up. Well, guys, that was the CMD Tower Cruise not so accurate set review for M21. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that it. That was a. Uh, I guarantee you there's probably like 50 cards that we didn't talk about that'll be worth 50 plus dollars. That, uh, that, so, that peer into the best was, uh, that was, that was pretty bad. That, that, was a, that was a pretty bad. That's guess. that's bad. That's all of us. All of us. I'm guilty, just like the rest of you. That was all of us. 
that's going to wrap up What's the Plane Chase. Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland Award. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee, so uh, today I'm going to have to recant. I have lied in previous Weatherlight Reports, saying I'd never bring a more expensive card in. It's off the reserve list, you knew it. Here it comes. It's Gwendolyn DeCourcy. Oh, uh, the pirate red, girl. Two black, one blue, summon legend, currently trending at what, like oh. $80? Yeah. Why? Whoa. I don't know. But uh, it has tap. Target player discards one card from his or her hand at random. This power may only be used during your turn. And it's a 3-5. Um, so the, the theme around this is going to be more on discard and, and having fun with that. But the most weird thing about this card is the artwork. If you all are looking at it, yeah. what in the hell is going on here? Um, Dude, it's like Empress Galena, man. Mermaid titties. Uh, this is pirate coochie. More she looks okay, so angry. That's, that's aggressive. But uh, <laughs> moreover, the large gentleman that she's grabbing in my dreams would be me because she is a saucy redhead. So for those out there, uh, <laughs> still quite lonely. Moving on. It does, does kind of look like she's going to kill him. So well, it's, yeah, No, know. she's going to xenotop him. She's going to like crush him between his legs like Famke Jansen in uh, Goldeneye. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Damn me with a good time. <laughs> Anyways, I'll, uh, I'll dive into how this card works now that we've gotten past the creepy artwork. So um, it's going to be mostly discard based. It's going to be really annoying. People are going to hate playing it. Uh, first card I wanted to talk about is called Siren of the Silent Song. Uh, one colorless, one blue, one black. Creature zombie siren. So Hi, uncommon. Uh, flying, and then it has inspired. So whenever Siren of the Silent Song becomes untapped, each opponent discards a card, then puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. It's a 2-1. Yeah, boy! Uh, that's kind of cool. So it's a good early game swing through. Starts getting people discarding. It art helps mill out a little bit, so they're going to have less access to some of the good stuff into their deck. And then, yeah, no, I'd, I'd never heard of this card before, and I'm surprised it doesn't see a little bit more play, because it is a really good low-costed flyer that has a nice ability that plays pretty well with a lot of blue and black decks. I, th I think it's because of the one toughness, um, but man, this with a strionic resonator—that's real good. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. Um, are you now? Question is: Are you doing a siren sub theme in here? Because I can think of at least uh, no. two other ones. Okay. Uh, no, I am not. But if you want to educate me on the siren, <laughs> and shutting and no, uh, I think I ran this in my mill deck for a little bit. I just had no way to tap it reliably, and like a two-one flyer that doesn't have like death touch or something sometimes kind of gets lost in the mixer. But I like it. I like it. Fits theme very well. What do we got next? Uh, yeah, this is good. And I'm not going to talk about any of the effects that have whenever you discard a card, people lose life, that type of stuff. That, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of inherent. Those will be in this deck, but I wanted to highlight sure. some lesser-known stuff that go with those. So, I, I respect uh, that. Next one I wanted to talk about, I think might be the most expensive of the group for reasons I can't quite understand, but it's Ked... Keterect. Keterect Parasite. Uh, that's K-E-D-E-R-E-O-T. Oh, yeah. Parasite. Uh, one black. Creature horror. It's a rare. Whenever an opponent draws a card, if you control a red permanent, you may have Keterect Parasite deal one damage to that player. It's a 1-1. One, one. Awesome. Um, so you can run Is this, this like with a weird with legacy her. thing? I, I, th I think yes, it's... I, think, I don't know. I think this... So this card goes in like literally every Nekazar deck all the time uh, and it's only ever printed mm -hmm. once um i would also like this in like an angie deck but, okay. yeah, but yeah like i think that's the only reason why i honestly don't know i was wondering that too i think i picked this up for like two dollars and even at the time i was like really <laughs> yeah for some for a one one like, that doesn't have like, that has like six, a, I, mean, seven? I mean it's a good ability right but it's nothing that's like out of control and the fact it's not it's like non-conditional or it is conditional yeah. right like i i don't know i don't have an answer for, i don't have an answer for you on that but i was very upset when i found that out too <laughs> yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, that's pretty good in the 99, but for no reason should it be over five bucks or even in the ballpark of that. Um, okay, so the third card that I wanted to talk about is called Rakdos's Return. Oh, it's card rules. Rakdos, sorcery. Rakdos's Return deals X damage to target opponent. That player discards X cards. So then if you have anything on the board that's going to be pinging them whenever they discard a card... You potentially could knock somebody out of the game pretty easily with this thing. Uh, and this actually, there's a great piece of magic history that's like a reaction shot where someone's like, there was like during a big pro tournament and uh, one guy, he's like, there's one card in the deck that can win right now. And I'm not even going to look, I'm just going to flip it over. And then he heard all the cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the best part is the other, the other guy just like goes like, 
Hulk looks up at the sky and just like stands up and shakes his hand. <laughs> Great bit. Uh, I think this card's super cool. I run this in my uh, jank uh, Vile Smasher deck for because you can pretty much do double damage with it potentially. Love the discard. Um, even if it is for like four or five, still can strip someone's hand, deal them more damage. Mm -hmm. Love it, baby. Love it. Yeah, and it's what? Less than a dollar right now. So it's really yeah. accessible. Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty surprised at some of these cards that are super and, cheap like that, and, especially this one, the double dips. And it's a mythic. Oh, yeah. Forgot to let you all know about that. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. So, got one card left here. Uh, this one is Blood Husk Ritualist. Two colors, or sorry, two colorless and a black. Creature, Vampire Shaman, uncommon, with a multi-kicker of one black. When Blood Husk Ritualist enters the battlefield, target opponent discards a card for each time it was kicked. It's a 2-2. Two -two. Okay. So you could kick this up pretty easily to take out anybody that you know sitting on something good, say a, a rift or something like that. Maybe you're forced their hand or discard some things out of their hand that has that there. And then you're going to have enchantments and stuff on the board that are pinging people when they discard. Uh, so I like this card a lot. And then you can use any recursion that you may have in black to keep pumping this back into the board and do it again and again and again. Yeah, it's really cute. Okay, so guys, I just came up with something um, that we answered a while ago. You asked me what, remember when we talked about what our favorite color combinations were? I just realized I just realized what it is. It's black, red, and something else. Okay. Well, I'm glad we could help. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I see you guys oh, really man. care. <laughs> we're we're really happy you've come through the spiritual journey on the right side of things. Uh, it's, yeah. Sorry to deflate this. Uh, it's. <laughs> I hate, I hate you all, honk. Uh, that's what I used to do. We with, love you. That's what I used to do with my parents when I was really upset. I'd honk at them. Um, but anyways, uh, yes, I like the fact that it leaves a body. You're going to need it because people are going to be coming after you. And the fact that it's a vampire shaman, I'm sure in no way it relates to this deck. But I'm on board for a multi-kicker. Well, I mean, that's all I got on this. So I'm going to throw it back to the old Action 4 news desk. Keep on discarding. Uh, Big Tuck, Mr. Combo, take it away. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there's a way that you, the collective, can help discard some money, which means make it rain. <laughs> You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. Yeah! You can communicate directly with your news team at cmdtower, at Mr. Common number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good beak. <laughs> <laughs>